0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au Well, good morning, Liberty Family Church, and good morning if you're joining us online. I'm stepping in for Pastor Joel this morning, who's uh, sharing something with Judah, something that uh, isn't that pleasant. Um, So I'm here in his place, so yeah, a big warm welcome to you. Isn't it great to celebrate Easter? You know, this is a story that we remember from around 2,000 years ago and it's the greatest story ever told. Um, We're almost looking up a movie to watch yesterday and we're looking on um, Netflix and found the greatest story ever told. And you know, it is the greatest story ever told because it changed. The world it changes history, it changes life and the meaning of life for everyone who puts their faith in Jesus Christ. So today is a day to celebrate, and as we celebrate, um, I was thinking a, a song that we used to sing: "Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds there, life." Is worth the living, just because He lives, and I hope that song resonates in your heart this morning. Because He lives, all fear is gone. He, lives. life is worth the living, because He lives. Hallelujah! Jesus rose today. We celebrate that Jesus is alive now and forevermore. On Friday, Joel. Uh, began a a two-part Easter reflection on why we're going to finish that journey this morning. And we're going to reflect on the final two points of that SAVE acronym, S-A-V-E. And we're going to celebrate Jesus' triumphant resurrection from the dead. And all that means for each one of us who put our faith So let's just quickly recap where Joel left off with the SAVE acronym on Friday. The S reminds us that sin separates us from God. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one is immune from that disease of sin. And sin is where we try to do life by ourselves, thinking that we know better than God and we can do it on our own terms, to live our own way and it's actually ourselves we ourselves who separate ourselves from God through sin and that's what the word sin actually means to miss the mark to miss the mark of God's best for us which is what we were created for and God's intention in creation that we would live in faithful obedient relationship with him that's sin that's the s but the good news is the A and the A reminds us that a way was made back to God. Jesus made the way and it's the only way for relationship with God to be restored and for our sins to be forgiven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. The Apostle Peter proclaimed that truth in Jerusalem after Jesus had ascended and returned to heaven when he preached the good news of the gospel saying that there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved, by which we can be saved. No other name under heaven other than the name of Jesus. Jesus is the way back to God, a way back to right relationship restored relationship with god jesus horrible death on the cross paid the price for all of our sins to be forgiven the bible says that the wages of sin is death physical and spiritual death physical death when our spirit is separated from our body when we breathe our last and spiritual death when our spirit is separated from the spirit of god and relationship with God. The wages of sin is death and someone has to pay the price. You can pay it yourself or let someone else, but who would be that nice? They're the, songs of, they're the words and the lyrics of a, a Keith Green song that I grew up in the 70s, written in 1978. Some people don't find out till they're half dead, that someone has to pay the price. You can pay it yourself or let someone else. But who would be that nice? Well, Jesus was. Jesus was that nice. Jesus loved us so much that he took that penalty of sin on our behalf so that we could be forgiven. And a way was made for us to return to relationship, restored relationship with God. A way to God was made. That's the A. So let's keep going this morning in save. S, A. And what comes next in save? S A V V V is for victory. Now we can do the Winston Churchill salute, but we have to make sure that we get it the right way. You might remember that Winston Churchill did it another way which uh, some people today might find offensive. So we'll do it the right way. V is for victory. That's the victory that we have through Jesus Christ. And that's what we're celebrating today on Resurrection Sunday. Jesus' victory over sin and death. You know, on Good Friday, they crucified Jesus on the tree. They nailed him to the cross. He died a brutal death, breathed his last He suffered tremendous anguish. He cried out to God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was the spiritual death that Jesus suffered on our behalf, that spiritual separation from his father in heaven that he had loved and enjoyed for all eternity before. And he will enjoy with us for all eternity to come. But that moment on the cross, Jesus suffered spiritual death on our behalf, that spiritual separation from his father. And so he breathed his last. They took him down from the cross. They wrapped him in linen and placed him in Joseph's tomb as we sung before. And for all intent and purposes, it looked as though the story was finished. It looked as though Jesus was done and dusted. Jesus was gone. That's what they all thought. The Roman soldiers, Caiaphas, Pilate, the disciples, Jesus' friends and family, they all thought that Jesus was finished. But he wasn't. On the third day, something incredible, something amazing, an amazing miracle happened. And we're going to read it from Mark's Gospel this morning, chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. I don't know what they were thinking when they were carrying these spices to go and anoint Jesus. Maybe they hadn't thought about the stone, but they thought about it on the way. They saw this large stone had been rolled back. And entering the tomb, going inside, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed, you seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb. They fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. These three women fled from the tomb as if they'd seen a ghost. But in fact, it was an angel who announced that Jesus had risen from the dead. Nothing could stop Jesus, not even death itself. Jesus died to pay the price for our sins, the price that we all deserved. He died once and for all of us. And he did that. He finished the work. But he didn't stay dead. He rose to, to new life, victorious over death. So after three days, Jesus rose from the tomb, proving that he had won the victory over sin and death. And Jesus continued to prove it as he appeared to his disciples over 40 days before he ascended from this earth back to heaven to the right hand of God the Father. And even from heaven, Jesus continued to prove that he had risen from the dead. The Apostle John, one of Jesus' disciples, was on the Isle of Patmos in exile for sake of the testimony that he had given for the word, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there Jesus appeared to his disciple, the Apostle John. And we read this in the book of Revelation written by Saint John in chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. This is what Jesus said, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive evermore and I have the keys, the keys of death and Hades. Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead, he won The victory, the victory over death. And that's the victory that can be ours today. And that's the victory that we celebrate this morning, that we can be raised to new life with Jesus. And not just new life, some pie in the sky life in years to come, however long that might be. No, new life, new new resurrection life today. We can be raised to that. This is the way the Apostle Paul puts it in his letter to the Romans, in chapter 6, verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. As we put our faith and our belief in what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary and rising from the tomb on the third day, we are raised to new life too as we put our faith in Jesus. The moment, the very moment that we put our faith in Jesus and believe in his person, his claim and identity as the Messiah, the Son of God, the Christ who was to come into the, into the world, the moment we believe, God baptises us with his Holy Spirit and we are changed forever. We have the victory over sin and death. The Holy Spirit puts to death in us the desire to sin. We might occasionally slip up, but our desire is to honour God and to be faithful in obedience to God. That is our heart's desire. And that is proof of the new life that we have in Jesus Christ, that his Holy Spirit is gives us that new life, that new desire. And the same Holy Spirit empowers us each day to continue to walk in obedience with Jesus Christ. The Hillsong song Victory declares this truth in these words of the song. Victory, victory, conquered death, set me free. Victory, victory. Jesus alive in me. Jesus alive in me. Jesus can live inside each one of us by the presence and the power of his Holy Spirit as we put our faith in him. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is that your experience today? Are you living that new resurrection life with Jesus Christ? Are you living free from the law of sin and death? Is the Holy Spirit alive in you? You know, we're never too young and we're never too old to put our faith in Jesus Christ. There's nothing in our past that Jesus Christ doesn't have the heart to forgive. Jesus paid the price for all of our sins. All of our sins, past, present and future. Jesus has made a way for each one of us. Jesus has won the victory over sin and death and that victory is ours today. And we don't need to do anything. In fact, we can't actually do anything to earn that forgiveness of God. All we're invited to do is to put our faith in Jesus Christ. His disciples asked Jesus, what should we do and what is the work that we can do to get right in relationship with God? What can I do to get in right relationship with God? What work can I do? And Jesus said the work is to believe in the one that God has sent. That is the only work you can do to get right with God, to have your sins forgiven, to do the work of believing in Jesus Christ, that he came to pay the penalty for your sins, for my sins. Jesus desire is for everyone to join him on the winning team and to experience life as it's meant to be lived in right relationship with God to have the victory in and death So S the sin separates us from God A a way was made back to God and V we have the victory through Jesus Christ and here's the final one in the acronym SAVE. S-A-V-E. E reminds us that we have eternal life promised to us for all who believe. For all who put their faith in Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. That is a promise and a guarantee. And the Holy Spirit that is given to you is that deposit, the guarantee of your inheritance of eternal life. E. E is the eternal life that God promises to everyone who puts their faith in Jesus Christ. And the Apostle John wrote in his gospel a very well-known scripture that most of us will know very well in John 3:16 verse 17. And it describes the heart of God in sending his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world. John writes... For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. This was God's heart in sending Jesus Christ into the world not to condemn you not to condemn me for all our failures, but to save us, S-A-V-E, save us. That is the degree to which God loves you and I. God sent Jesus so that we would not die, we wouldn't perish, but we would have eternal life. This is how one writer from Focus on the Family expands on this truth. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for our sins. This was God's master plan and it worked flawlessly. When we accept Jesus as Lord and give our hearts to him, we are saved. That means we'll spend the rest of forever with God, which is what he wanted all along. And that's why Jesus died. That's the reason behind the resurrection story. He died because he loved us and wanted to save us. And he rose again because there's nothing in existence more powerful than him. And if we believe in him, that is the God we will spend eternity with. It's really that simple. That's why Jesus had to die. That's why Jesus chose willingly to die. Jesus willingly died on the cross and rose again to new life for our sake, for your sake, for my sake. Jesus died to save, to save each and every one of us. You know, as Christians, we often ask people, have you been saved? And sometimes they look puzzled and, yeah, saved from what? Well, we know what we've been saved from and we know what we've been saved to, victory and eternal life with God our Father. And that's what we celebrate this morning, that victory and that promise of eternal life. Saved. Have you been saved this morning? Have you responded to what Jesus has done for you? Are your sins forgiven? Have you made your way back to God? Christ. Are you living the Holy Spirit filled victory that Jesus won for you? And have you taken hold of the eternal life that God has on offer? That's what it means to be saved. S-A-V-E. Sins forgiven, a way to God, victory and eternal life. Jesus came to save each one of us. So great a salvation. So don't ignore it. Don't delay. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we can be saved. Today, today is the day of salvation. None of us know if we're going to have tomorrow. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Seize what Jesus Christ has won for you. Victory over sin and death, a victorious resurrection life empowered by the Holy Spirit and the promise of eternal life in paradise. Carpe diem. Seize the day. We're going to celebrate all that Jesus has has done for us now as we remember him. The work of Easter As the welcome team hand out the communion elements. And Laura's going to uh, lead us again uh, in song as the elements are handed out. And after they've been handed out, I'll pray and we'll receive the elements together.